You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. If you're watching this right now, you know that Kadarius Tony was just shipped out of town to the Kansas City Chiefs for a comp pick in the third round. So that will be around what, Chris? Pick 100, 105, something like that. Yeah, and then so, somewhere around there. <laughs> somewhere around there. And then a sixth round pick as well. And on one hand, Chris, I'm glad the Giants got something for somebody who has two catches for zero yards who can never find the football field. I think Joe Shane did well. On the other hand, from a process standpoint, dating back to the last regime, it's unfortunate, primarily because Kadarius Tony has talent. We know that. Kadarius Tony, yes, he couldn't find the football field, but he was going to be under contract for a very long time on a relatively cheap deal, and he was a top 20 pick just like 18 months ago. And now he's out of town for a three and a six. Like That is an unfortunate development. I think there are many reasons why that happened. But that's why I'm just like, this is, is not the best situation, but it's the be- one of the better situations that I feel like the Giants could find after the developments post-draft of Kadarius Tony here in New York. Yeah, th- there's honestly a lot to sort through with this trade. It, just based on what the Giants got for Kadarius Tony, I... I think Joe Shane did well for himself. Yeah, this wasn't one of his picks. It was a top 20 pick, and you would hope that you could get a lot more for a top a player drafted in the first 20 picks than a third round a late third round pick and a sixth round pick. And just to clarify, the the pick the Giants got was a compensatory pick that the Chiefs got when Brian Poles was hired as a general manager. So it isn't a conditional pick. That initial report was misstated. However, just circling back to Kadarius Toney, his movement skills and what he's able to do with the ball in his hand is undeniable. But he's also a player who has missed 12 games since he was drafted. And yes, he had that really good game against New Orleans and that great game against Dallas. But other than that, he has no games with more than 40 yards. Yeah. He has two receptions for zero yards and two rushes for 23 yards on the season this year. Yeah. That's for all of 2022. And he really wasn't doing anything for the Giants. So for a player who is basically just sitting on your bench, sitting in the trainer's room, not doing anything to get a third round pick, which could potentially be a Cordell Flott or a Daniel Bellinger type player. Yeah, that is, I think, a really good return. 
Yeah, given the circumstances and the situation after Kadarius Tony came to New York, and it was a tease, right, with Kadarius because the talent is evident. I honestly, and I've said this on, on previous shows, I think Kadarius Tony has the best change of direction in the NFL. And you're talking about some of the top athletes in the world. But if you get the ball in space to this kid, he's going to find a way to make people miss and make people look silly. It's unfortunate that that could not be leveraged here in Brian Dable's scheme. I think there are reasons for that. I, I think Kadarius Tony might have struggled to assimilate and, and adopt the playbook of Brian Dable, we've heard plenty of veterans who came to the Giants over the offseason and rookies and young players say that this playbook is really advanced. And the time when Kadarius Tony, who also missed time because of injury, which definitely worked against him in this manner, but the time we saw him on the football field against Tennessee, it was play action slide and just drag route. That's it. Like Richie James was running all the downfield routes, Sterling Shepard was running all the downfield routes. It wasn't Kadarius Tony. So I think that and we've said this on previous shows too, so it's not novel. But I think that might have worked against him here with this more advanced playbook. And now that he's going to Kansas City, again, another playbook that's not exactly, you know, the easiest thing in the world. I'm sure that when he does get healthy, he'll be used in a, a creative way with all those other weapons. And it could be dangerous, man. But as for the New York Giants, you got to get something for this asset who seemed to be depreciated because he could never find the damn football field. But it just sucks that that type of talent was wasted here in New York after it was a top 20 pick. Yeah, it was. And it, there were a lot of, you know, was the trade down a good move because you had Rashawn Slater, you had Micah Parsons sitting there. And yeah, I think this does kind of add a little bit more fuel to, to that fire. Now I, approved of the trade down in in the moment i still don't think it was a bad move although you know the Kadarius tony pick itself personally i wanted rashad bateman out of that pick because the giants needed to draft a wide receiver and i do believe that the their brain trust the coaching staff the and the front office they kind of had their sights set on those two alabama wide receivers with yeah Smith and Waddle. And then, you know, both of those guys went earlier than I think pretty much anyone thought they were going to. So the next guy on their list that was in that mold of, you know, run after catch, make things happen in space type player was Kadarius Tony. So, you know, I, he wasn't the type of receiver I thought the Giants needed. Obviously he was the type of receiver that coaching staff and that regime thought they needed. But you're, you're right. It is just un- incredibly unfortunate that basically it was a wasted pick for the Giants. You know, Joe Shane was able to salvage what he could from it, but it, that's the type of thing that really sets you back. It definitely sets you back. And I wanted Rashad Bateman as well. And I also really had an affinity for Elijah Moore, who was over there with the Jets, who might be getting more of a run now <laughs> since he's a little bit disgruntled with his current situation. But it, Going back to that 2021 draft, you're 100% right. They wanted Devonta Smith. They wanted Jalen Waddle. Devonta Smith, the trade up right in front of them. He gets plucked. Like the process to trade back. I think that's a smart way to rebuild a team when your roster isn't exactly there. But selecting Kadarius Tony was a little bit of a head scratcher. And I've always said, you can see the talent because you saw it. But on film in college, but he 
didn't really see the field that often in college, and he was only really a wide receiver in his senior year. So Dave Gettleman went down to the senior bowl, and he really liked Kadarius Tony, like the cut of his jib. And that was the direction they went in. But it was it was always a little bit of an odd pick, and it caught a lot of people by surprise. And now here we are, near 18 months later, Chris, and, and he's traded for a three and a six. But this three and a six, though, I, with Joe Shane, this could turn into something valuable. As we've seen plenty of day three picks in the 2022 season have a huge impact. Yeah, we, we brought up Cordell Flott, who was you know, 81st overall. We have... Uh, Daniel Bellinger, who was, uh, do, 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 yeah, sorry, uh, he was 112th overall. Dane Belton was 114th overall. And these are guys who they were playing well and having a really big impact on this team, Cordell Flott and Bellinger, before they were injured. And Dane Belton, his role in this defense just keeps growing. It just keeps growing. And Chris, can you bring up a day? ADK Jeep Adventures comment. You know how to do that? Yeah. So like he that. said, doesn't set, it doesn't set you back. The guy couldn't stay on the field. Trust in Joe. There's something else brewing. I agree that there might be something else brewing. And we'll get to that in a second. But Chris and I aren't saying that the tr- that Joe Shane trading Kadarius Tony is setting the franchise back. We're saying that the draft pick in 2021 by Dave Gettleman. And then that doesn't, end, then that draft pick doesn't end up maintaining himself on the roster for a variety of reasons that we've already covered. That is what ends up setting you back. This is not a knock on Joe Shane whatsoever. This is more of a knock on the process of selecting Kadarius Tony, like the process to trade back, but then selecting that type of player. That's what we're mainly referring to. Yeah, you you need your first round picks to hit. Yeah. If you get like a, an Eric Flowers, where he, he never plays up to his up to his draft position and is then off the team before his rookie contract is up, yeah, you know, that sets your team back. And you know, also have uh, Baker, you know, who Dave Gettleman traded up to draft DeAndre Baker, and you know he is he was off the team pretty quickly and he didn't play well when he was on the team so like those kinds of picks those kinds of misses are what set your team back because if Kadarius Tony had hit even if he wasn't having 180 yards a game which yeah nobody's gonna do that but if he was getting you know a steady 70 to 90 game 90 yards per game and being a threat in the short and intermediate area and occasionally downfield basically what we all thought he could have been when he was drafted it, i think we would be looking at things entirely differently and even if he had had the injury concerns and he was traded because of those but he was getting the yardage when he was healthy i think we i think joe shane would have gotten a lot more than a third round pick for him Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. 
so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Now this begs the question, Chris, because we'll touch on the Seattle game a little bit at the end, but this is pressing news. But this does beg the question, are the Giants going to pursue another type of wide receiver at the deadline? Now the deadline is, what, less than a week away right now. We're starting to get comments rolling in, too, that we can address. But do you think that they are going to be buyers at all? By the way, I love the fact that Harley is in the background stretching on the bed. I think oh, that yeah. is so wholesome. <laughs> you know, he got to have your, have your guys around you sometimes. Agreed. But, yeah, so just to circle back to readdressing the wide receiver question, I am not sure. I... I have seen a lot of rumors that the Giants could be going, could potentially go after Jerry Judy from the Denver Broncos. And uh, there are some other players who are mentioned. You know, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know how, how anxious Joe Shane would be to use his draft capital before the draft, because, you know, your needs now are not your needs in the future. And, we don't know what their long-term vision for this team is. And yes, they're going to need to add to the wide receiver position at some point. But, you know, if they decide that, hey, Daniel Jones has played well, but we are used to Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen and maybe we think CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or Hendon Hooker or Will Levis could be that guy and the Giants do make the playoffs so that they're automatically drafting in the bottom what 14 picks that is it now but anyway they're drafting you know the highest they're possibly drafting is 20th they're going to have to move up if they decide they want if Joe Shane and Brian Dable decide they want to pick their quarterback and you need picks to do that. So it's entirely possible. The giants could go after a wide receiver, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they don't. And I've already said that it's unfortunate, but I think it it's necessary to, to say it again. I really think if Kadarius Tony fully adapted to this playbook and this environment, and stayed healthy. That's the main thing. His ability in this offense, Chris, would have been so much fun to witness. And I feel a little bit like, ah, we got robbed of that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially like it, potentially getting him and Wandale Robinson out there at the same time. Or, yeah, this was something I brought up. I believe it was after the uh, the Green Bay game of potentially having Kadarius Tony and Saquon Barkley in the backfield in that wildcat package where you have the read option and then you have a guy who used to be a quarterback so that reintroduces the potential of the pass back into the wildcat and the read option yeah that could have been very innovative and very dangerous but 
unfortunately, we're just not going to see that now. And we will see what happens with Tony in Kansas City. You know, maybe this was just a bad fit for him just all the way around. And he becomes what we we thought he could for Kansas City and, you know, becomes Tyreek Hill 2.0. Although I, oh my gosh, yeah, in that case, I, I don't even know if we can really kick Joe Shane for making the trade because based on everything we know, Kadarius Tony has had a hard time staying on the field. He has missed time going back to like 2017 and he's obviously missed a ton of time and hasn't been really productive for the giants when he's been on the field outside of those two games last year. So just based on everything we know, even if Tony explodes in Kansas city, I still can't hate this trade. No, no. And I understand that too. I mean, smart, tough, dependable is the mantra of this coaching staff and this GM right now, this front office, and he can't stay on the football field. And it's, there's a long track record of that. And as for the wide receiver conversation, if you were to ask me, I think even yesterday, I would probably say no. And I'm still leaning in that direction. I'm just, I think I'm more to what you just said, Chris. Will Joe Shane want to part ways with day two picks to get, you know, a DJ Moore who has a pretty bloated contract or a Jerry Judy? I'm not 100% certain that's going to happen, especially with this Giants team seeming to be a little bit insular. They they have a a really advanced playbook that might take a little bit for, for teams to or for players to adopt to. But I'll say this, if it's going to happen. It's going to happen soon, right? Because trade deadline's coming up and the Giants in the trade deadline, the Giants bye week coincides really well with the trade deadline. So that would be one thing that would be like, hey, maybe they want to go and pursue something. Maybe it's not even one of those big names like DJ Moore and Jerry Judy. Maybe it's someone a little bit smaller that's going to cost a day three pick and then they can bring them in, add a little bit more juice to this wide receiver room because it's wild, Chris. You have this top 20 pick from the 2021 draft now off the team. That's not good no matter how you slice it. Kenny Galladay is getting paid $72 million. That's our wide receiver room right now. Like there's so many assets that has been poured into this position, yet the Giants are still trotting Richie James and David Sills out on the field. That's no knock on those guys, but those are guys who ideally wouldn't be starting for NFL teams, specifically David Sills a little bit more than Richie James, who adds, a, I think, a, a little element of... Um, intelligence to his route running toughness to his route running so it's not a great situation right now in new york in terms of the wide receiver position we'll see if an upgrade happens i'm, I'm really on the fence about it i'm not really 100 percent sure but damn dude <laughs> what yeah. a morning to wake up to <laughs> yeah absolutely. well for you anyway <laughs> yeah exactly west coast baby yeah yeah but it, i suppose just looking in hindsight it i think it would have been nice to see like a george pickens get picked up although i understand why the giants went for Wandale Robinson, especially in the context of this offense and how how much they want to use uh, run-after-catch type plays and also apparently wanting to make sure they have that same, uh, same skill set that Kadarius Toney brought to the field. The Giants do still have that with Wandale Robinson, but ooh, ha- having a player like George Pickens would also be very interesting right now. 
It would be. And I, I after watching Wando Robinson, I understand why they wanted Wando Robinson because that, that guy can get in and out of his breaks so damn quickly. He is so tough. Other than the injury that he suffered, he <laughs> was dependable in college. He played running back when he was at Nebraska and in Kentucky. He was just an absolute stud. He was basically the entirety of Liam Cohen's offense. And from a dynasty standpoint in fantasy, man, Wando Robinson just opened up even more than he already was with Kadarius Tony now out of <laughs> out of New York, but I'll say this. I mean, I don't know if it's over. Like like everybody in the comments is mentioning right now, there could be trades of Bruin. We'll have to wait and see. I'm not, like I said, fully confident, but I wouldn't rule against it either. But Chris, do you have anything before we get out of here on the Seattle matchup that you want to go over or anything else about this trade? You know, I, I think we're, j- we're just going to have to wait and see what happens with this trade because it's also entirely possible that Joe Shane winds up looking like, you know, the Hamburglar out there and he got one over on Andy Reed and Tony never sees the field on out in Kansas city either. And the chiefs just got another ghetto bust, just like Deandre Baker. That could realistically happen too. And you're talking about a third round pick. That's a top 100 pick. And in that situation, in that scenario, it looks like that Shane to your description is the Hamburglar. So I like that, but Chris, how are you feeling, man, about this uh, Seattle Seahawks matchup coming up? This is um, it's a little nerve wracking traveling all the way up to the Pacific Northwest and a team that wants to run the football where the Giants had literally the worst run defense I think I've seen all season last week in Jacksonville. Yeah, th- this is a game where I-, I have no clue how it's going to go between the injuries the Giants have had with uh, Ben Bredesen, Evan Neal. Bellinger all getting hurt that you know losing three starters the Giants issues defending speed on the ground you know dating back to the beginning of the season and then Kenneth Walker he has been playing great and I think people forget dude does run a 4-3-40 in addition to his vision and contact balance and then Geno Smith is playing like he's back at West Virginia or something it, it, it their offense it's the Seattle Seahawks offense is second in points scored right now. They're just behind the Kansas City Chiefs. Nobody saw that coming. No, and Gino is ranking in the top 10 of so many advanced passing metrics. Like on target percentage, I think he's in the top five. I tweeted a bunch of his stats out earlier. He's just playing excellent football right now it's not a fluke and it's not even like he's checking down his completion percentage he's first in the nfl and completion percentage guy he's probably just checking no man he's not his intended air yards are in the top 10 or maybe it's 11th but it's what he's doing is is pretty remarkable geno smith and i am a little scared of 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 the offense of seattle which is something i did not expect to to say going into this season especially like i said man against jacksonville the giants were out of position their alignments were all jacked up. They seemed to have so many miscommunication errors in the intermediate parts of the field, and their run fits were horrendous. Chris, they were horrendous. Like I'm not saying that the Giants got lucky or anything like that, because you know everything. Can, there's so much that can happen within a game. But I'll say this: Travis Etienne, Christian Kirk on that third and six or that second and six rush where they got five yards to set up the third and one and the fourth and one, where the Giants forced a turnover on downs and field goal range. If he just bent it towards the sideline, it was an easy first down. Travis Etienne might have had two more touchdown runs of like 40 yards if his vision wasn't questionable. And I'm putting that (laughs) lightly. It's very questionable vision in that game. He left a lot of yards on the field. And then there was Zay Jones on that end around now on the first or the jet sweep, I should say, on the first drive. Now, 
They ended up scoring Jacksonville on that drive. But if he just cut that back up field, he might have had six there. But for whatever reason, he just took himself right into the block of Darnay Holmes. Like, it's like, why are you doing that? I felt like Jacksonville's offense was so inefficient with running the football and it played right into the Giants defense's hand because the Giants defense looked lost for three and a half quarters of that game. And then they really hunkered down at the end. Thankfully, even though they drove down the field and got 10 plays, like 70 yards, right down to the one yard line. I'm going to be honest, and I've said this before, a lot of those calls were really, really iffy. I think the Adoree Jackson one was okay, but the roughing the passer and then the hands of the face by Dane Bell, and I was kind of like shaking my head a little bit on that final drive, but a little nervous about this game. This is definitely not an easy one right now. Yeah, and and even on the defensive side of the ball, Seattle's defense isn't great. They they give up a lot of yards, and they give up points too, but man, they, they're good at turning the ball over. They've got a bunch of forced fumbles and Tariq Woolen is leading the NFL in interceptions right now. Yeah. And yeah, it, I'm honestly surprised the giants didn't target that guy in the draft as well. Yep. Six foot four, 205 pounds, four two forty, and a former wide receiver. Ooh, he'd be fun across from a Jackson. He'd be so much fun across. And he can play man coverage too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering who he's going to line up against. Do they do they shadow him? I'm not really 100 percent sure if that's going to be somebody over Darius Slayton. We'll have to see. But this matchup is going to be for specifically on the defensive side of the ball a little scary. I think this could be a maybe a, even a more of a high scoring affair than than what we're used to for the New York Giants. And I talk about like 35 points or anything like that. But both of these defenses right now aren't playing that well. At least last week the New York Giants weren't. But I'll say this, and this is where I start to lean towards the Giants a little bit. Two rookie tackles against a Wink Martindale defense. I think that's something that Wink Martindale is salivating a little bit about. And I think you're going to see a lot of twists. I think you're going to see a lot more crowding the line of scrimmage, simulated pressures, off-ball blitzes, and things like that. We didn't see that much of it against Jacksonville. It was a much more tame game against the Jacksonville Jags. And I'll say this too, man, Chris. Those final three plays, but just outside the red zone, Wink Martindale dropped eight. He dropped eight in coverage and Never said three. You don't see that often, but I, this is what I love about Wink Martindale is, yeah, he's going to stick to his guns of being aggressive. He's going to blitz. He's going to dictate. But when it warrants to not do that, he's not going to have to. And especially if you have pass rushers who can apply pressure with just bringing three. I think on the field there, it was Kayvon Thibodeau, Leonard Williams, and Jihad Ward, if I'm not mistaken. But Kayvon Thibodeau is winning high side against his tackles and he has that burst and he has that bend and he lands that rip move. And I think that's something that can give Charles cross a lot of trouble. Charles cross is a good tackle right now for a rookie, but I think he can have a soft outside shoulder. He can get to his set point, but he still kind of turns the hips. And I think he can lose to that rip move by Kayvon Thibodeau. So those rookie tackles, I think you're going to see a lot of ET TE type of twists, a lot of simulated pressures, a lot of two versus one scheming, a lot of crowding the line of scrimmage, bailing the guys who are in the a gap into underneath zones, wasting those interior blockers to create one-on-one and two versus one matchups against Abraham Lucas and Charles Cross. Yeah, I don't know if anybody saw the New York Giants versus Seattle Seahawks potentially turning into a track meet. Yeah, I don't think anybody <laughs> had that on their 2022 uh, bingo card. No. But yeah, that really is a thing that could happen. Or we could see, you know, with Martindale's defense kind of take over. Or, 
you know, we could see the Seattle Seahawks defense kind of assert itself as well because Uche Nuoso, Boye Mafe, they're pretty good players in their own right. And Seattle's secondary, yeah, they give up a lot of yards, but they do have some good players back there. And, you know, in, in our comments, a, way, a little ways up, I saw somebody uh, say that the Giants need to sign Odell. Man, it, it would be fun to see Odell Beckham playing against Michael Jackson, and maybe if he scored a uh, scored a touchdown, do the do the moonwalk, or considering the time of year, maybe Thriller Dance. <laughs> well, it's the time of year for the Thriller Dance right now. I don't know how realistic bringing Odell Beckham Jr. back is this season, but I mean, I would welcome it if if it was judicious from a monetary standpoint. I, I have no ill will. I feel like a lot of Giant fans would welcome Odell Beckham Jr. back right now. Oh, oh, certainly. And I, I, I do, we're getting off the thread of the Tony trade here, but I do feel like uh, Odell, his, the attitude and the edge that he always played with would fit in very well with this team. It, it, he never really fit too well with Tom Coughlin or Ben McAdoo, but I feel like he'd fit well with Brian Dayball. Yeah, he'd be able to pick up that playbook. He's like he's a really smart player, Odell Beckham. Oh, yeah. Jr. Always has like, been. Yeah, he's always been a really smart player. And obviously his athletic gifts that he hopefully still possesses after the ACL surgery. But Kadarius Tony, man, I mean, to circle back to that. In his Giants career, 56 targets, 41 catches for 420 yards, zero touchdowns. Like he's he didn't even find the end zone here. It was really that two week period in 2021 as a rookie against new orleans and dallas new orleans he had eight targets six catches 78 yards remember the giants won that football game and it was like oh my god we won it's crazy dallas 12 targets 10 catches 189 yards and then he got ejected from that game for throwing a punch at a dallas defender and he did most of that damage with mike glennon at quarterback but we just saw how smooth he could be in and out of his breaks and just how dangerous he was in space with the football so you know, Kadarius, best of luck in Kansas City, but uh, the Giants are moving on in another direction. Yep, absolutely. And now I think it's time for us to move on here. You know, we, we've got more writing to do, more more tape to watch, and I think we do have a, uh, a proper Seattle Seahawks preview podcast to record. You know, the, the Giants always have a way of uh, doing something to mess our day up. <laughs> don't they Alrighty, everybody thank you for tuning in to this live version of the chris and nick show here on big blue view radio please head on over to bigblueview.com and check out all of our written content there will be quite a bit about Kadarius tony and the trade and we will be previewing the seattle seahawks game up in the pacific northwest thank you everybody and take care of each other Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, 
wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.